Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. It was my 14th birthday, I don't remember, my 15th. I remember for my birthday drinking, as a little teenage boy, drinking two Mickey's 40-ounce malt liquors and just getting wasted for the first time. And in Omani, there was a lot of drugs everywhere. The weed we smoked in Omani was 10 times stronger than the weed they smoked in the 60s. And the weed they smoke today is probably 100 times more stronger than they smoked in the 90s. Timothy Leary of uh, LSD fame, he called marijuana, along with LSD, a psychedelic, which I agree with. It's demonic. I like to tell kids, oh, yeah, every time you smoke that joint, trip out on this, you're asking Satan to come and take you because that's what they're doing. Shoot, I hear nowadays Christians have, have bought into smoking that stuff for medical reasons. Come on, man. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Are you kidding me? You bought that? Like doctors don't get high. Satan's. Satan will come with a lab coat and a stethoscope. <laughs> with that authority and that smile. Yep, yeah, you should smoke it. It'll help your back. No, yeah, I don't think so. Our Lord wouldn't take anything on the cross. I'd rather feel this pain than to, than to step back into that darkness. But in the world, I used to, I learned to medicate myself early. Early, listening to growing up, all the sad songs, oldies, <laughs> getting cases of beer, pounding with Freddie Fender, wasted days and wasted nights. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. And, uh, that's what me and all my friends did for many years. That's how we dealt with pain. And that led to drugs, that left to improper relationships. As a Christian man, I want to preach the truth about Jesus Christ to people. You don't need that anymore. You need comfort for your soul. It's found in Jesus. Give your life to Jesus Christ. He still is trying to teach us how to comfort ourselves, how to soothe ourselves in the Lord. Because as the years go on and we get older, it's like you need a new level of comfort that you didn't need before, right? Just like mattresses. You need a better one. You're older. You need better pillows. You need us to come more comfortable. I get it. And with the trials as we go on, we need more comfort. I used to go to Southern Comfort. But now I go, now I go to the Lord. You know, I go to the Lord. I was good at trying to drown my sorrows. I don't need to. I'm not running from it. There's a reason why this trial is upon my life. He wants me to become more like Jesus, not more like the world. They're the ones that are perishing. They're the ones that have no hope. We have the hope. Who is the hope? Jesus Christ, the God of all comfort. 
I remember, and you'll remember, the trouble that Peter got into. On the night the Lord was was going to the cross and at his trial, the apostle Peter who said, I would never deny you. He ends up warming himself at the fires of the enemy. And he denied the Lord three times, like within an hour. Can you imagine that? What are you doing warming yourself in the old ways like that? King David, when he was running from King Saul, God was training him to be a good king. You want to be a good king, David? When you're running from Saul, you just keep praying. But what did he do? He went to Achish. He went to the Philistines camp. And Achish, the king there of the Philistines, he sees uh, David and the servants uh, of Achish said, isn't this David the king of the land? What's he doing here with us? He's the one that killed Goliath. What's he doing here with us? They say perhaps Achish was cool with David because Goliath may have been a rival with him politically. Whatever. David was there and he should have been praying, but he went to the enemy's camp. And when the servants of Achish said to him, uh, to the king, isn't he the one that they sang the songs? David, uh, Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands. And when David heard the conversation, it says that he was afraid very much of King Achish. So, you know, he began to scratch on the pole, on the poles, uh, drool and act like a madman and growl and do crazy stuff. And Achish is like, I have enough crazy people here. Do I need another one? Send them away. But he lost his dignity. Because, you know, that, that's, the old, that's the world right there. What are you going to the world for, for your comfort? Peter, why are you warming yourself with that fire? God has better fires for you. They're warmer. Amen? As a child of God, we have to learn to comfort ourselves. What would bring any pastor great joy, and I know it would bring our Lord joy, is that his people are people who know how to soothe themselves in the Lord. Who know how to take care of themselves in Him. I'm going through this hardship, but I know what to do. God is my refuge and my strength. I'm not going anywhere. Turn with me to Psalm 42, please. Give me an amen once you are there may sound familiar to you. As the deer panteth for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. I'm sure we felt that way many times. While they continually say to me, where is your God? Like the devil and our flesh hasn't said that to us, right? Where is God? Why are you in all this pain? Why are you crying? Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. 
Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. It is that kind of seeking. It's that kind of prayer that God desires that we would do whenever we're dealing with sorrow of heart and great affliction and great depression. There is no other remedy. You can seek it in the world. You can see many doctors. Personally, the afflictions I believe that we face should be drawing us to the Lord. And if our afflictions draw us to the Lord, can we even call them afflictions anymore? Can we even call them? what? That affliction got me on the right path with God. I have eye problems. I don't know what's wrong with my eyes. I need glasses now. That's normal. I'm 48. But I see things illuminated. Things look trippy to me. And God hasn't healed me. And it doesn't come from my eyes. It comes from my brain. Maybe it was that stuff I smoked in the 90s. Just came back and zapped. I don't know. Maybe it's one of the punches I took. I don't know. Just out of nowhere. But what can I do? It's, it, it's caused me to cry out more. It's caused me to study more. It's caused me to pray more. Then it's not an affliction, is it? It's not. It's a blessing. I'd rather be this way and be right with God. In Psalm 131, verse 2, it says, Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a winged child with his mother. Like a winged child is my soul within me. You see, we learn. I have The psalmist says, I have learned to calm myself like a baby with his mother, on his mother's breast. I've learned to just be, be calm. Relax. Don't do anything hasty. God's on the throne. To talk to our souls, it's going to be all right. To let the God of comfort do his thing. I mean, that's Christian maturity. We should preach to our children and to our grandchildren, to our nieces and our nephews. When things get tough, trust in the Lord. Be comforted by God. Learn to be still and know that he is God. Wait upon the Lord. Be of good courage and he should, he will strengthen you. Just keep waiting. Too many people, they say, oh, I prayed and nothing happened. You haven't prayed enough. Maybe your problem needs more prayer. You know, sometimes short prayers work. That's all, you know, you're on a rush, it's a quick prayer, boom, you're good, you're good, you're good. Other times, you know what? No, I'm not good, and I haven't been good, and I need to be good. God might say, you know what? Take your watch off, stay a while. Listen, pray Pour out your complaint upon him. Let him comfort you. Let him remove your anxieties and your worries and your depression. Let him remove those things. Be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication. Let your request be known to God. And the God of peace will, will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. We have to learn. And it's afflictions that teach us how to do that. That's why the name of our church is, is uh, Sweet Hills, Psalm 121. I look to the hills. 
from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It's my prayer that all of us would just be a people that, that goes out in the backyard on a, on a daily basis and just looks up. It just help me, comfort me, strengthen me, use me with sincerity. You know, we're not asking for strength to fight a physical army. We're asking for strength to fight the spiritual battles that we're in. Does that make sense? In Psalm 34, verse 6 through 7, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. In Psalm 50, verse 15, it says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. And so I think it's the it, to heal of these tribulations, to experience God's comfort. We must pray, as I just said, we must cry out, as the deer panteth for the water, we must seek the Lord in prayer. Luke says that Jesus said a parable that he desires that men pray and not lose heart. We lose heart when we don't pray. I know it. It's like a, it's a test for my own heart. If I sense, man, I feel weak spiritually. If I sense, man, there's, there's doubt in my life. There's fear in my life. And I, and I sense these things in my, in my countenance. Anxiety or worry or doubt. That's telling me I need God's comfort and I need to stick around with Him and pray. And He changes you and He changes me. There's nothing you cannot do through Christ who strengthens you. There's no change that you cannot make without the power of God. He, he came to change us. And it's the change that this world has a problem with it. God help us that the change you want us to make, we don't have a problem with it. We say, yes, Lord, change us. There's a lot of people who don't come to church because of social anxiety. I would say, well, join the club. Join the club. I just told you where I come from. Gang members don't say, oh, in the future, I'd like to uh, be a preacher <laughs> and socialize with families and people. No, I was antisocial. But the Lord says, there's a job I want you to do. And your feelings and your personality, I can change that. If not, we'd all make excuses and we'd all be home. And Gavin Newsom would be saying, good. You don't spread it that way. Don't spread what? The gospel. I don't know what's wrong with me this morning. I'm tripping. It's prayer and it's the word. The word. When all those people left Jesus... See, people left Jesus regularly. You read the Gospels, they left him. When he was healing them and doing miracles, they're all around. When he talked to them about change, they bounced. Shoot, I don't need change. I need comfort. So they bounced on him time and again. Read John 6. Read John 7. He said to the disciples, are you going to leave me too? They said, where else are we going to go? You have the words of life. The words of life. It brings comfort. In Psalm 119, verse 52, the psalmist writes, I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. In Psalm 119, 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. It's prayer, it's the word, and it's his house. It's his house. 
Oh, well, I can do church at my house. You know, really? I mean, he gave pastors for a reason. I mean, did, did Paul write that or the Holy Spirit, who is our God, wrote it through Paul, that he has put these in the church, elders, pastors, in order to help people along in their journey spiritually. He hasn't given everybody a church, but he's given us one. Amen? And he cares about it. He cares about every good thing that he gives us, and he wants us to take care of it. He wants us to come here. Part of coming to church is how we heal and how we get comforted. In Psalm 27, verse 4, it says, the psalmist writes, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. In Psalm 20, verse 2, uh, the psalmist writes, May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. In Psalm 73, uh, it's a cool psalm about the psalmist looking at the world and looking at their condition. And, and he's saying, man, they look like they're prospering, man. They're, they're prospering like a native green tree. Look at how, man, they, there's no uh, ache in their bones, man. They're just living it up, living it up. And he says in 73, when I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. In other words, I was starting to think that the world has it pretty easy and we have it pretty tough until I came to church and I realized their end. They may have it good now, but it's a coming. Amen? We get the right perspective when we come around God's people. We have the right perspective. We are safe amongst the flock of God, especially with Revelation 13 just around the corner and this antichrist world system that wants to make everybody bad sheep to do whatever they say. We're not of this world. We do whatever our king says. As long as you don't stop us from doing what our king says, we're good. But until you do, we're not good. We're a part of a kingdom before we're a part of this country. Does that make sense? All right. Say that again. We're a part of a kingdom before we are a part of this country. And I learned from my military buddies that that's why they are told that we fight for God and country. They do not fight for country and God. They fight for God and country because God comes before the country. So that's a lot for that, but let's go. <laughs> let's move on. Anyways, um, he says here, and our hope in verse 7 for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. Paul here wonderfully as a spiritual father to the church, he says, I'm, my hope in you is steadfast. He has confidence in them. He has confidence in them because they responded well to 1 Corinthians, that, that letter of re rebuke. He re they responded with change. Good, they made changes. He goes, man, I, my hope in you is steadfast. That as you are down for the Lord, as you stand up for his precepts, as you are not trying to be like the world, but you are really standing for God, and you, and you face persecution, 
and people exclude you from their parties and from their get-togethers and stop calling you and all those things that happen. First, Jesus says, blessed are you, rejoice greatly, right? But Paul says, I know that the consolation will be great upon you because you're standing strong for God. I have hope, steadfast hope that you're not going to buckle. And I too have steadfast hope for, for, for all of you, sweet hills. All of you have shown your great resolve, perseverance, and endurance. Your eyes are open to what's going on in the world. And I'm so proud of you and I'm so blessed to be your brother and to glean from you and to gather strength from you. Because there's times I come in weak and, and I, I, I glean from your strength. That you are a people who says we will not believe the hype. We will believe God. We will not trust in God. We will trust, I mean, we will not trust in man. We will trust in God. I have the steadfast hope as well. I know where to find help in his sanctuary from all of you guys. And that, that brings me no greater joy. Just like John the Beloved would say, you know, a father has no greater joy than to know that his children walk with God. You know. And so he had this. And it says here that if you're partakers of the suffering, so also will, will you partake of the consolation. The word consolation is a really cool another word for comfort. Um, it means um, alleviation of misery or distress of mind. I like that. A lot of mental issues going on, right? Mental health is a big old thing. Alleviation of misery or distress of mind refreshment of mind or spirits, a comparative degree of happiness in distress or misfortune springing from any circumstance that abates the evil or supports and strengthens the mind as hope, joy, courage, and the like. The reason why our, a lot of minds are not doing well today is, is a lack of hope. It's a lack of hope. And again, we're living in the last days. This isn't Calvary Chapel of Chuck Smith anymore. Things are way different. Kids can choose their gender in our country. He'd be turning over in his grave. It, things are different. We're fighting things that we, we, we they never had to fight before in our country. And so it's difficult times. There's a lot of fear going along around, a lot of hopelessness going around. And we're told in Scripture that our that he keeps those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. There's just too many distractions. We have to limit. We have to work out our salvation in fear and trembling and, and see where, how you're doing. Let the word of God wash your mind. Pray. Do the things that you have to do physically to deal with the pressures of this world. The Apostle Paul didn't just take care of himself spiritually, but he says, I also discipline my body and I bring it under subjection, lest when I preach to others, I should be disqualified. So we have to work on all those things to take a walk, get that vitamin D, get the sun, you know, um, I don't know. But consolation sounds cool to the mind. The, the, the pressures of, of, of the mind, not being able to shut down the, things that are constantly going in your mind. You ever feel that way before bed? You have a lot going on in your cranium? Me too. It's a lot. And there's a lot more as, as God, you know, moves us on to greater things. It's like, wow, there's a lot more to think about, but we need more comfort. We need more comfort in the God of all comfort.
The Apostle Paul, when he lists off how he got beaten and shipwrecked and physically abused for the gospel, he said, and above this, like what's even more hard, it's not the physical, but it's my constant con- concern for the churches. Like the mental pressure Paul faced of continually wanting what's best for the church and continually thinking of that, that was worse than the, the whippings. Isn't that crazy? It's true, right? Sometimes the mental is, is more painful, more anguished than physical pain. We just think we can be like a bunch of Marthas, always busy. And we don't sit. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m., or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't